and welcome to Moments with Moni. I'm so glad you're here, where we ponder life from a biblical perspective, where salt makes us thirsty and light exposes darkness. Come, let's ponder these things together. Well, hello and welcome back to Moments with Moni. I'm so glad you're here. With the weekend coming and the family spending more time together than ever before, let's explore some topics that many of us could use help with. These dreary, cloudy days bring sadness to many. You know, I'm looking out my window again and it's dark and cloudy and I remember all those drug commercials that make you sadder and sicker as you listen to them. I'm honestly not feeling bad anymore when I see all those clouds out there and the rain and remember those times like in the movie Sleepless in Seattle when it rains like 90% of the time that you live there. Well, it's only taken me about 60 years, almost 60 years to find out what was behind all of that. And it's just an amazing, amazing thing, this body that God has created. How about you? I know families are under more stress than ever with less work, more bills, and having to learn how to Zoom school. We enjoyed a pajama day now and then back when our family homeschooled, but dressed from the waist up for teachers' meetings online with the stress of accomplishing all the assignments and conquering technology after a sleepless night and a depressing day doesn't help the old energy tank. If you add the physical tank that is on low to the spiritual tank that is on low, it can create a mess. I've been wanting to share my story with you on the physical tank that was brought so low, I almost checked out and went to be with Jesus. However, he has other plans for me, so here I am to share my journey through MTHFR, hypothyroidism, and Hashimoto's. I know some of those sound like bad words but they're just medical terms. Why in the world do doctors give these things such strange titles? After reading through medical research papers for over a decade, I can see that doctors are taught a completely different language so that if the patient overhears a few of them sharing, we, the great unwashed, will not have a clue as to what they are discussing. Well, those are my thoughts anyway. But some examples of these terms are methylene tetrahydrofolate reductase enzyme. Yeah, that's a mouthful. That's why they at least lowered that one to MTHFR, which sounds like a bad word. And then there's Hashimoto's disease, hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism. And then there's bronchitis, arthritis, and all the other itises. Those itises are none other than inflammation of a particular part of the body, which is another problem with our medical system. We are sent to different doctors for each part of our body that is having difficulty. Over there, we get one to three minutes with a doctor. He prescribes a drug, or in the event the drugs on his list don't cover the ailment, we are sent to a specialist and or have surgery to cut out the problem. 
Pretty soon we are on a long list of meds and a long line of doctor's appointments and due to COVID are on a long wait list to have procedures done. We also need our spiritual life to be healthy. In remaining in God's word as we have in other podcasts and in our own personal lives is most needed if we are going to be able to help others. As moms and grandmoms, we can easily set aside our own health for the sake of others. It's easy to do for those you love, but take a hint from the stewardess who is giving your instructions before taking off on a flight. You know, the ones we never listen to? Well, listen now. Before placing the oxygen mask on your child, place the mask on yourself. Did you hear me? You can't help anyone else if you are passed out. So before you Zoom school all of your children, make sure you have set time aside to spend with Jesus, even if you have to get up early to be with him alone and let him pour his love into you so your love tank is full and you have more to share with others. In the same way, exercise profits little, according to the Bible, but if we care for the tent we have been given, we may feel better and last a bit longer to enjoy this journey we call life. And speaking of journey, I wrote this back in 2000 on a blog post when I was having major health issues and shared the story. And I repeat it here for you now. This is long overdue, but my computer died a while back and I had to figure out how to rescue this picture. I was amazed at the difference in myself when I saw the two bottom pictures next to each other. A short bit of history first. I did not know that I was born with a thyroid issue. My mother was told I had thyroid problems, but that I would outgrow them. Not. All through my life, as far as we knew, I was fine, according to blood tests. My mom did her best and brought me back to the doctors and told them something was wrong. She hardly eats anything and gains weight, plus a whole host of what I know now as hypothyroid symptoms. The stress and weight gain left me diabetic, but the diet changes helped me get that under control. For those of you listening to the podcast today, I will post a link in the podcast notes to the blog where I'll post a picture that I'm discussing here. As you can see by the pictures, I was anything but fine. In the past six months since my total thyroidectomy due to an enlarged thyroid gland with a huge goiter and nodules that were suspicious and so large that they were hindering my breathing and swallowing, I have learned a lot about thyroid health. It was difficult to learn while the brain is in fog mode, but so necessary to research on your own and stay active in your health care. Life could have been so much different from this vantage point, but hindsight is 2020 and God is still in control, so I trust that he will continue to hold me up through this life. In about 2000, the year 2000, I realized I was gaining much weight and really tried hard to find out what was going on. The blood tests were based only on the TSH test, so they were not revealing that the thyroid was struggling to survive. I had developed severe allergies that left me with hives and anaphylactic shock, so something had to be done. We had just finished homeschooling two sons, We were very active in life, and the daily care of my mother-in-law with Alzheimer's fell to us. 
to my husband and I. I had been trained as a CNA, specializing in Alzheimer's care. I had also injured my knee around that time. The pain and stress of life, as well as the main gear in my body, not operating properly all my life, and now sputtering for dear life, left me overwhelmed, to say the least. Plus, diabetes was getting worse due to the stress on my body. Yes, stress can cause the sugars to go up, too. In the 2005 photo, I can, well, now see the hypothyroid face. Puffy, thinning eyebrows, hiding the bald spot on the top of my head with thinning hair, and extra weight gain no matter how well I ate or exercised. At that point, I was unable to move without pain in every joint. I was dizzy and off balance, had brain fog, and could not even concentrate enough to read a paragraph. I used to listen to the Bible being read online just so that I could still find comfort from God. My mother-in-law died a few years ago, and my husband and I took some time to mourn and rest. And then in January of 2012, I was hit by a car in a local parking lot. It was a hit and run, but I wasn't injured. In February 2012, my car slid on the ice in an ice storm early one morning, and I ended up spinning a few times and crossing the highway to end up stuck on a pole just before the car slid down the embankment into the rocks below with the front of the car windshield inches away from a pine tree branch coming through the window into my face. After some chiropractic care, the chiropractor thought there might be something else going on, so he sent me to my physician. Again, because... They didn't see anything the first time. Well, my doctor scheduled an MRI and called me at home a few hours later and said, Don't eat anything. How soon can you get to the hospital? We have an operating room ready for you. You have a gallbladder that is ready to burst with a gallstone stuck in the bile duct the size of a thumb. Well, that was a shock of a phone call. I stood there and managed to sputter out, Do I have a choice? And he said, no, get down here now. I managed to get an operating room ready for you, and I have a surgeon on standby. Wow. Okay. I have a gallbladder that is ready to burst with a gallstone stuck in the bile duct. The size of a thumb. It was an awful surgery. With a week-long stay in the hospital, and it really took a few months before I began to feel better. After some online research, I realized that the difficulty breathing, the pain in my chest, and the dizziness and the balance issues, as well as the pain at the top of my head, were all from the gallbladder. Who knew? My arthritic-type pain in the joints had dissipated after diet changes, and some of the stress in my life being relieved over the years, so the pain I had before surgery was from my injured knee years ago and what I thought was seatbelt trauma across my chest from the accident. The gallbladder did not issue me any warnings except a few days before the MRI. So a few months later, when I had one pain in my thyroid, I made an appointment, as per my husband's orders, because he loves me. My doctor scheduled another MRI and an ultrasound and a swallow test. Here we go again. Second surgery of the year, three months later. 
I did have about a month to research before the surgery to make sure this is the right course of action. The thyroid had grown too large to take much more time to try to shrink it, and from what I had read, shrinkage of the thyroid doesn't usually happen. The thyroid surgery went much better than the gallbladder surgery. I was preparing for the worst, but hoped for the best. The tissue was too large to get an accurate reading from a needle biopsy, but after surgery they confirmed there was no cancer. And P.S. for those of you out there, if you find someone that may have thyroid cancer, please don't tell them that if you have cancer, it is probably the best cancer, the best kind of cancer to have because it's the most treatable. It was a difficult year after a few stressful life situations, but I see the car accident as God's mercy. If it weren't for the accident, we would not have found the gallbladder problem before it was too late, or found the thyroid problem. I'm now on Armour thyroid medication. It's a natural, desiccated thyroid medication. Two whole grains of it. And I have my six-month test coming up this week. No more insulin, just oral meds to help with sugars from the stress of the surgery, but hoping that when my armor medication is correct, I won't need those either, although there are variables. It has been difficult to lose weight all my life. I am hoping to get to the appropriate armor dose so that the gears will work properly again and the diet and exercise wisdom will once again work. I am not allowed to give up. For as long as I am on this earth, God has more in store for me. So there is much more in this life story that cannot be written in one post. So until we meet again. That was the end of the post in 2013, but there were some comments that uh, looked like it really helped others, but I was so out of it after my surgery that I was not really able to get back to any of them. A few of the comments go like this. Oh my goodness, I am going through this right now. My right side hurts sometimes when I eat too much rich food. I'm wondering if that could be my gallbladder. What were your symptoms regarding your gallbladder? I do have Hashimoto's. Just got the letter on it from my doctor and I am seeing her next week. I cannot lose weight no matter what I do. I just keep gaining. It's terrible and have lost half of my hair. I can so relate to everything you have written. Thanks for this blog. You look so much better. Wow. I still look like your before pick. Take care. And another comment. Just finished reading your blog. Our lives sound so similar. I am diabetic and had my gallbladder removed. The gallstone was three quarter inches by two inches in length. I have always been overweight since I was a child. My eyebrows are only half left. My hair is thinning. I have pain in all my joints. I also have had two cervical fusions and two lumbar fusions and degenerative disc disease. I just had the swallowing test done last Friday. I have had difficulty swallowing for over a year and have severe sleep apnea. Hoping the removal of my thyroid takes away a lot of my problems. God bless you for posting this blog. And the last comment I'll share is, wow, Monica, that was a fantastic testimony that turned into a mighty fine success story. 
You are so inspiring and encouraging. I thank you for sharing your life and continue to be a good example to us all. I could have the very same thing. Gosh, I guess you could very well become a naturopathic doctor or a healthy natural nutritionist. May the good Lord above continue to bless you in your endeavors towards phenomenal health. I remember standing on the shore at a local lake. It was on New Year's Day and there was a snowstorm coming in. It looked pretty dark and angry and the waves were splashing about and I was standing there screaming at God for help in this health issue. I didn't know what to do. Well, he did give me some wisdom. And from the year 2000 to 2012, there were some things that I implemented in my life. And this was before the internet was flooded with all of these suggestions. I had to find these tidbits here and there all over the internet back then. So from 2005 to 2012, I started to see some progress before those two items of my body were removed. I lost 100 pounds after finding out the alert, those things that I was allergic to, such as chemicals and preservatives in my food. Yeah, even those can make me gain weight. And they also gave me... Um, little zings and nerve zaps all over my body that really hurt for several, oh, probably about an hour after if I ate it, if it was in some food that I ate. So I started making all my own food. I found out I was allergic to corn in any way, shape, or form. No high fructose corn syrup for me or corn in any form. Also no anti-inflammatory meds due to allergies to them such as Tylenol, Ibuprofen, although I did well on aspirin. I grew everything in my own garden so that I can can my own food, which now I don't do anymore because I find live food is much better than canned dead food for my condition. Although you have to have some canned food up here in North Idaho for the winter. I changed all my soaps and cleaners to non-toxics. I still lost weight, but it was very slow. I added milk thistle tea to gently cleanse the liver because that's what you do. You're supposed to cleanse your liver. At that time, I didn't realize the link between the liver and MTHFR. That came later. But I removed chemicals and toxins and had mercury fillings removed very carefully. I used water kefir grains for probiotics. No longer on diabetic met insulin by this time, just metformin now to help with the metabolic imbalance that the, the surgeries left me with. No fake sugars because of the chemicals within them. No white sugars, no white flours, no white salt. I found that out a little bit later. I use real salt full of minerals. The white salt actually may be the cause of uh, the cholesterol because it it scratches our veins and then causes the buildup of plaque in them from the processed white salt. I went gluten-free for a whole year and I honestly did not 
see any difference in any way. So at that time, I stuck with whole grains only. Balanced carbs and protein and good fat at each meal. I was eating low-carb meals, using the trampoline to help detox the liver, bicycling, walking. I also used coconut oil. That was the only thing I used on my body, coconut oil. It was the only thing I didn't have a reaction to. Use that as a skin moisturizer. And then added good fats to my diet. Olive, avocado, coconut. My cholesterol has always been really great. The doctor thinks I might be genetically predisposed to that. That's wonderful. But I'm thankful for one thing that I got great in my genes. Uh, my bone density is great. Everyday multivitamin. I also took at that time 2,000 units of vitamin D, 1,500 of calcium, aspirin, a B-complex vitamin, vitamin C, water key for grains, 400 magnesium, milligrams of magnesium before bed that helps against stress and aids sleep. This was all in over just a little bit of a decade of life and I just struggled to change one thing at a time, one step at a time, one day at a time. But still, at that point, I just always felt heavy, always felt slow, always felt brain foggy. There's, I just didn't feel any progress until I saw two pictures next to each other. And those are the two bottom pictures that I'll have posted in the blog. It was amazing to see the difference to me. My brain was still stuck in that 2005 summer heaviest point and then seeing December 2012 and the difference that all of this work made just a little bit at a time was incredible. I most definitely struggled with identity growing up with all of this. I didn't know what was causing it all and really fell into the pressure of trying to conform to the ideal American woman, but it just wasn't going to happen. Thankfully, by 2012, my identity was grounded in Jesus. And yes, it was difficult dealing with the physical side, this side of heaven. But I know that I'm a child of God and we will get new bodies in heaven I don't know why he's allowing me to go through this, but I know that he's always with me. And my husband has been very good in standing beside me and helping me throughout all of this and even telling doctors not to treat me that way because she's doing everything she can to make things better. I'm also thankful that I stopped swallowing what the doctors told me hook, line, and sinker my entire life. I thought Doctors were there to help you, but I don't think they know how. They don't know how to help the entire body. They've been trained in just one part. So from this point out, I'm my greatest health advocate, just like the doctors always told me. You need to take care of your life. You need to take charge of your health. Well, I'm now doing it, and I'm now better, rather than listening to the American Medical Association. And at that point, I'm going to get off my, what do they call it, soapbox, and switch gears. We'll finish this story another time.
But I hope that it has helped you see that if you are having any of these issues, please dig deeper. And if there's someone in your life that is having problems like this, please help them. The brain, she goes bye-bye for a while. It's almost like it's just fog and you can't maneuver through it clearly. And they need help at that point. God is good. He will give you wisdom. Switching gears now. Music was one of the most wonderful things that helped me through a difficult time, that difficult time. Worship, specifically. Worshiping God. I, I told you my brain disappeared for a while and I couldn't even read, but I could still sing. Well, there was a time, I guess, after the uh, thyroid surgery that it was about a year I wasn't sure I would be able to sing. But in my heart, there was a song. There was always a song, and I was praising God in the night watches, during the day. May not have used my outward voice, but the inside of me was bursting with song for Jesus. So no matter how gloomy your day looks, your future may seem, put on a worship song, sing along in your heart, sing out loud, sing out strong in the shower, in the car, and anywhere you're at, in the house, in the grocery store, in the elevator. Whistle, Jesus loves me in the elevators. Ah, can't go in those these days with COVID, can you? Just whistle it in the grocery store. You'd be amazed at how many people look and listen. People want healing. They need love. And that's what Jesus can offer. And if a simple whistle can give you an opportunity to share him with others, then go for it. Because God is faithful. Speaking of faithfulness, I was reading in Matthew chapter 25 on the parable of faithfulness. Now, this specific passage is about the second coming, but we can also learn from it. In verse 14, God calls his own servants and gives according to their individual abilities. And we are responsible for what God loans to us. As he goes on in verse 16, the servant who doubled his talents, the money that was given to him, one in verse 16, it tells us that two of the servants doubled their talents, the money that they were given for their master. And one of them dug a hole and hid the money inside of it. Well, after a long time, the Lord returned and reckoned with the servants, just as Jesus will return for us soon. Some are mocking, where is he? Where is he? It's taken him so long. He's not coming back for you. Well, one day is as a thousand years to God, because he's outside of time. To two of those servants, the Lord said, well done. Enter into the joy of the Lord. I take away a lesson that I'm not to complain I'm supposed to handle what God gives me, no matter what issues, health issues those are. And then in verse 26, the wicked, lazy servant is mentioned. He's an unprofitable servant sent to outer darkness, meaning not a true servant. Titus 1.15 tells us, Unto the pure all things are pure, to whom much is given, much is required. If you know Jesus as your Savior, if you know the Bible, you are responsible for living 
out what this life dishes out to us. God has not left us alone. We have a helper. We have the Holy Spirit. We have a comforter. And God is always there to listen to us. He's faithful to listen to us when we bring our requests to him. The key to prayer is request and rest. Not my will be done, but thine be done. for listening to Moments with Moni. If this has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend and check out the blog at momentswithmoni.com.